Welcome to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. We're your hosts, Shannon and Mary. Through working with the Akashic Records, we have become aware of our connection to the rainbow realm, the highest point in the universe, or the pinnacle point. We're here to spread the knowledge of the rainbow realm from the Council of the Pinnacle to help you awaken to the truth of who you are. We cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. Today we are so excited to have an extremely special episode with two of our star sisters who we are just beyond excited for you all to meet and connect with. Um, They are such, such beautiful souls and they have so much to share with you all. So we're so excited to get into this conversation. Yeah, guys, this is like awesome. We literally connected with them right after we released our first episode and so we're so excited to have this for you guys to meet them too because honestly our journeys have just exploded since so (laughs) i think we should just jump right in and um let's have you guys come on and introduce yourselves so um our sisters are mariana and Catherine, and whichever one of you guys wants to start first if you just want to tell us like a little bit about you, and we'll start there. Uh, Catherine's going to start. Okay, cool. Go ahead, Catherine. <laughs> We're literally pointing at each other about who's going to start right now. Hi, yes. Um, okay, so my name is Catherine. I am not wearing any pants as I'm recording this. Um, just true story. So I connected with Mary first, right after Mary and Shannon released their podcast. And It was actually kind of incredible because I had been channeling for weeks that the Akashic Records were held in the 23rd dimension, and I had been hearing so many messages about rainbows, about looking for the rainbows, um, about looking for the rainbows in the most unlikely of places specifically, and for the longest time, I thought that it was just a personal message of sort of like, look for the, the joy in life, you know, as this next step in my business. However, I could feel something really special was coming, something really big was coming, and yeah, I just knew that something was coming and, and it was going to change my life really soon and I could feel it all on its way towards me and I was doing a lot of personal work that I think allowed the space for all of this to happen and allowed all of this in because ever since we connected my own personal business and everything has skyrocketed because of our connection so um it's really beautiful and I love I love knowing these women um do you want to know more about me personally. (laughs) Sure, yeah. And I think one of the most beautiful things about your story is that you were connecting to all of this information without even knowing and um, just were so like self- um, self-contained almost and self-empowered to know like that was your truth without meeting anyone or without having any sort of external validation even. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so a little bit about me. So 
I, as far back as I could remember, remembered so much. Um, I remember being in church as a young girl because I was raised um, Episcopalian and just being in church and, and hearing the messages and actually telling people like, no, that's actually not how <laughs> um, God works <laughs> um, or that's not actually how Jesus was. Um, and of course, you know, that wasn't widely received, um, but just kind of understanding things on a, on a deeper level. And of course, always feeling like people connected to me and, you know, my whole life, people have just randomly come up to me and told me their life story or told me that I bring that out of them. I remember in college walking past um, our homeless population and everybody else, they're like shouting, you know, obscenities to. And then to me, they're like, she's an angel on earth. She's an angel on earth. Like we can see her wings. We can see her wings. And, and, and it was, and it really took me aback because at the time, um, you know, I was so anxious and depressed during that time in my life that I felt anything but an angel on earth. And so looking back on it, it really makes sense. And they even said things about rainbows and said things about heaven. And so it's very interesting looking back and um, thinking about, you know, all those things that were said to me. But but yeah, so since I was a little girl, I, I have deeply remembered. Um, but I also had a, a performer streak and I actually went to school for acting and was a professional actor before um, I went into what I do now. And I still act on the side when I want to <laughs> and, and plan to do more production work with um, conscious content in the future. But I always had this performance streak. I was always singing. I was always dancing. And so my family kind of just chalked up my remembering to making up stories and a huge imagination. But I spoke light language at a very young age. Um, I want to say it was like four. Yeah, because I definitely was fully speaking it at five. So I was speaking it around the age of four and connecting it back to ancient Egypt. And I called it Shakiba for some reason <laughs> that I still don't really understand. And um, it just, you know, it was something that my parents weren't really equipped to handle with, you know, they're the sweetest people, um, but, but they're not like me in the same way. My dad is, is psychic um, and has a few clairs, but he comes from Montana. So he was told his whole life that that wasn't safe to be that way. And then, you know, he kind of, in not a negative way, but just in a protective way, told me to protect myself by not talking about it too much. And around the age of eight or nine, I had gotten really into astrology. Um, I was reading, you know, college level textbooks by the time I was seven about ancient Egypt and ancient Greece and, and the Greek gods. And I just had this incredible fascination with um, a lot of ancient cultures. Third grade was Sacagawea and Native Americans and um, specifically the Hopi tribe too. So, which is directly connected to us, of course. And so, um, yeah, so there was just this, this great fascination. And then around the age of eight, I saw my grandmother's ghost while I was visiting my aunt in Idaho in the house that she passed away in. And, um, and I told my dad and he was like, Hey, I believe you, but 
other people might not believe you. So best to kind of keep this to yourself, you know, just to be protective. And I did tell my, I did end up telling my friends and my friends, uh, you know, made fun of me (laughs) and then continued to make fun of me when it came to astrology or anything else that I was interested in. Um, And so I really, I hid it away and it did, It, it caused a lot of depression and anxiety for me. And then in college, um, while I was studying intersectional feminist studies and acting, um, we had a shooting and I had predicted the shooting, which again, just kind of, you know, pushed on the depression and anxiety because I thought that my visions were bad and that all of my visions meant bad things and that all of this deja vu I was feeling meant that something bad was coming because I had had visions of my life as an adult, as a little girl, as far back as I can remember. Um, This week actually has been the most deja vu I have ever had in my entire life. Um, The only thing that it comes similar to is, is my twin flame connection. And when I was reunited with my twin flame. And so anyway, so in, in college, there was this shooting and it just completely turned my whole world upside down. It brought all of the anxiety, all of the depression to the surface. And I just, I, I had to literally pause my life and just heal and just focus on healing my mental health because it was so out of control. I was so scared of the world at that point and honestly scared of myself. I was remembering in this yesterday because I've been working on goddess work with a lot of my clients recently and, and women claiming back our power um, because we're, we're scared of how powerful we are, you know? And um, I was thinking about it this week, how my very last week in college, I had a talk with one of my best friends and um, she and I were talking about how, how powerful we knew we were and we knew we would be and how much that actually scared us. Like just how powerful we knew we would be as fully fledged women once we, we healed ourselves, you know? And um, I am that woman now and I am very powerful. <laughs> so <laughs> I very much understand um, why young Catherine was sort of scared of that because with great power comes great responsibility. And I think that it's really, really, really important that when you're doing this work, oh yeah, deja vu right now, um, that when you're doing this work, you know, you have humility and you take the ego out of it. And it only comes from the place of, the higher soul self who is, is guided and who knows what to do. Um, but yeah, I, I've channeled since I was very young. I never thought of it like the Akashic records. I just always, for the longest time, I thought that everybody lived the way I did. I thought everybody saw the past, present, and future at the same time the way I did. And um, as we know now, that's, that's not true. <laughs> um, although they do have access to it when they tap into it. So um, there was that. And then there was also hiding when I learned that I was different. And then just coming into fully, fully embracing that difference and fully seeing how that really is my life path and my life purpose as I got even deeper into astrology and then human design. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Pisces midheaven. <laughs> like this is literally, and I'm a right angle cross of service. Like this is literally what I am 
supposed to be doing and, and honestly, I'm the happiest doing. So um, yeah, it's, it's really a joy now. And um, as far as the Akashic Records go, I was introduced to the Akashic Records quite literally about a year ago. Um, seriously, a year ago. I had heard of them. I was aware of them. To me, it was sort of like, well, I, I channel, like I just channel and I channel all day long and I kind of can't turn it off. It just comes to me. I just remember, you know, even if it's seeing into the future, it's, it's remembering. Um, and so I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to Your Own Magic with Raquel Mantra and she had a guest on and that guest was Jennifer Longmore and she is the leading Akashic Record teacher in the world. Um, and I was listening to this podcast going, oh my God, I've been reading the Akashic records this whole time. Like that is what I do. And I had been hearing the message that I was a keeper of the Akashic records. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I asked my guides one night, cause I just found Jennifer and now it's, it's funny cause Jennifer's one of my mentors and I just, I found her to be so cool and so laid back and just very like, yeah, you know, like I just, I know these things and I tell people and I make a ton of money from it and help a bunch of people. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really awesome. I want that life too. Um, and so, and I really felt like, wow, that is going to be my life too. Something clicked in me um, when I heard the words Akashic Records that I was like, yes, that is, that is me. I read those. I am the keeper of those. And um, I remember I was in Hawaii at the time when I heard that, that episode. And then I remember coming back. Yeah. Right. Hawaii. Wow. Like everything happens in Hawaii. <laughs> Seriously? I know it's such a source of activation for wow. us. Yeah, I know. So, um, I literally just put that together too, that I was in Hawaii when I had that activation and, um, actually Shannon, it's funny because what we were talking about the other day, as far as as business goes and that up-leveling, I experienced almost exactly what you're experiencing now this time last year. Um, right wow, before that's I had, wild. Yeah, right before I had this activation um, with my, my business coach at the time. So yeah, so I, so I came back home and it just, it was really, it was on my mind, Akashic Records, Akashic Records, something about that really clicked. And so I, I, um, asked my guides and I said, Hey, um, will you teach me how to read those? <laughs> and they came back to me like, um, bitch, you already know how to read those. Like you've been reading those your entire life. Like you are literally one of the original record keepers. What are you talking about? And it took me a few weeks to really understand that because it wasn't until I was introduced to like Ashley Wood and other people who read the records besides Jennifer and that I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, these are messages that I just receive without any prayer or without any kind of, you know, ceremony. And, and I've been helping my clients um, access this, and I didn't even really know. I didn't have a name for it. I just called it channeling and, and guides. 
So yeah, so that brings me to today. And now I proudly own that I'm an Akashic record keeper along with all these lovely ladies. And, um, and it is something that's a big part of my work now. And, and using those words, I've realized that using those words is very important, that the language we use is very important for remembrance. Um, like I said, it, it majorly activated something in me when I heard Jennifer talking about it and talking about her experience with it. And um, for those listening, if you don't know that story, you should totally look it up because it's very cool the way she was given the records and, and taught to teach the records. So yeah, I, I love it now. I love that we're modernizing this. I love that we're bringing this into the modern world and it's beyond a crazy cosmic connection that all of us have connected like this and had the same channelings and visions and it's it's really unlike anything I've ever experienced before except very close to my twin flame connection so yeah it's it's good I love you ladies oh my god there's (laughs) there's so much to say um Thank you for telling us so much. I just love hearing it. But I wanted to go back to something you said because I just want to comment on it because it's so beautiful. Um, You were saying that like when you were in college and um, like the homeless population by your school would, um, you know, call you a star, call you a rainbow, all these things. And I was like listening to that. I was thinking, and this is so important, I think for all of us to think about is how much the parts of our our population like worldwide that we don't pay attention to those members are like often the people who see things the most clearly and those are the people that we just like all of us just look over Mm -hmm. and so that was just really powerful to hear I I just had to bring that back because I loved I loved how you put that yeah one of them I remember so clearly I was sitting with my friend Cordelia and we were just at Starbucks, like, you know, sitting outside and, and, you know, outside UC Santa Barbara. And this man just started loudly exclaiming to the entire, you know, population there drinking their Starbucks that I was an angel on earth here to save everyone, that why couldn't they see that I was an angel and that I was going to anchor heaven onto earth and like all of this stuff that even like I said, for myself, because I was so deep in my depression and anxiety and that dark, dark hole that I, I couldn't see clearly. And I started receiving the rainbow message. I mean, way back in college. I mean, my door is rainbow. Like my door that I painted when I was five years old with my dad is rainbow that I, you know, (laughs) still have to this day. So rainbows have always been a big part of my life. Um, a big calling card for me somewhere over the rainbow was my favorite song growing up and what I performed the most. Um, But also I had a friend who told me that I was her muse in college and she had written um, a a play for me and it was all about Catherine finding her rainbow. No joke. No way. Yeah. (laughs) That is wild. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was, it was really beautiful. It just, when I started receiving the messages about the rainbow and about the 23rd dimension, it just, it made sense. And I, like I said, I knew something big was coming. And at the same time I was calling in soul family on a business level. So something deep within me was desiring soul sisters, like in business, 
you know, and doing the same things that I was doing. And so I think it was just, my soul just knew it's like, okay, it's time, you know, here we all are. Here we all are. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, there's so much we can talk about, but I'm thinking, um, Mariana, I'd love for you to tell us about yourself and then we can all just kind of go from there. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Mariana or Mariana, depending on what is easier to pronounce um, for everybody. Uh, if you hear some ruffling behind me, it, and my dog is very active right now, she like can't sit still and I can't control it. So that's what that is. Um, I, uh, where to begin? Like, I don't even know where to start. Um, it's really awkward to talk about myself too, I feel like sometimes. Um, <laughs> can see them all laughing. I can't hear you laughing. <laughs> oh, there we go. You're good. <laughs> okay. So I guess for me, everything started at a really, like Catherine and I mean, for all of us, it really started at a very young age. Um, ever since, I guess I can remember without like help, I have been able to see and speak to spirits. Um, you can call them ghosts if you'd like. Um, my first full experience with that was when I must have been like two and a half, three years old. I had what my parents thought were <laughs> was an imaginary friend. Um, her name is Camila. Um, was is nonlinear time, um, and. I would tell my parents about her and we'd, I remember playing dolls. I remember she always, I mean, she always looked the same, never changed her outfit. So my little brain couldn't, didn't understand that that meant yes, exactly. Catherine just asked, wait, Camila. And yeah, I don't know. If, I think I've told you guys this story before. Um, you have. Your daughter. Have. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a daughter yet. Yet. <laughs> the future one that we keep channeling future over one. and over yeah, they exactly. won't shut up about <laughs> they won't shut up about her um but uh yeah so she was I remember she had long dark hair she wore it in braided pigtails had this little like gingham blue and white striped dress um and I just tell my parents about her. I would say she came over and we did this. And of course, as a little kid, they were like, oh, how cute. She's got an imaginary friend. But I would point to a window. I'm like, no, that's where she lives. Like I would, I act like to me, she was real. And um, so my parents thought maybe we met in the park or something. I'm from Brazil too. So let me clarify that. I'm from Rio de Janeiro, um, Rio all the American <laughs> English speakers um, and we have a lot of um, we don't have a lot of houses there we have apartment complexes and apartment buildings and in the like bottom there's usually like a communal park um, so my dad went over trying to find this little girl and her parents to actually like meet um, and the doorman informed him that that little girl had passed away two years prior um, the same exact name same exact description um, and her parents had recently moved out of the apartment. So that was my quote unquote first friend ever. And she was a spirit. And I was actually on a call similar to this with these three lovely women. And 
I got the download that that her spirit will be this the soul of my future daughter and hence why her name is Camila and that will be my little girl's name if I have a little girl she comes as a boy her name will be Leo his name will be Leo I don't know how to <laughs> one of those things um but anyways uh so always grew up very like clairsentient very I mean there was a lot of um in Brazil there's I guess the equivalent of Santaria and voodoo, um, I could always feel when there was a macumba, is what it's called in Brazil, a shrine. I always felt the energy around it. Um, and my mom always warned me that it was very dark and negative because I grew up Catholic, like in Catholic, um, Brazil, like South American Catholicism is very um, mystic, mystical based anyway. So it was very much, you respected both. You respected, like you knew that, like we still jumped over the, um, the waves on New Year's for good luck to honor the goddess of the ocean. So very blended. It was very blended um, with Yoruba culture and religion too in South America. Um, and then when, I, and again, I've just, I've talked to these things and thought that they were just real people. I didn't realize that a lot, much like Catherine said, she like, I didn't realize that other people didn't. So I talk about it and my mom, my mom, my dad always fostered that. He never told me to stop. My mom, on the other hand, was always very um, weary of how other people would react to that. Um, that side of me and I guess I guess long story short I mean we moved to the United States when I was eight years old and that was just a shock in general and eight ha I mean eight's a very important number for most children between seven and eight there's usually like some life I think that's really when we start remembering a lot of things too it's like as our human brains remember it right um and so we moved to the United States and um, this came to me the other day. I was, I didn't even put it together, but um, every time I was little, I wanted something. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I just was just like my little MG self, like making things happen. Um, like say I'd lose something. I would always, uh, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find it. And we play, we pray to uh, St. Christopher, was it? I can't even remember which saint we'd pray to or something like that. It's St. Jude. Saint. No, it's a different it? one. It's not St. Jude. Oh, okay. It's, it's a lost item. Anthony, thank you. Anthony. Anthony. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It's so weird when you guys actually I'll come in and talk. I prefer this. Really <laughs> oh, I'm so quiet. I'm having Sorry. like, <laughs> um, yeah, St. Anthony. I pray to St. Anthony and always like, I remember my friends being like, how do you do that? Like, how do you just get what you want when you put your mind to it? I'm like, don't you do that too? Um, and then I guess I started uh, very much seeing uh, what people would call now shadow beings when I became a preteen. Um, they were always around and it's scary. It's scary to see that black murky cloud shadow thing in a corner of a room and to know, feel the presence. And out of fear, I really stuffed it down. I would just be so petrified of these things. Um, my sister and I were talking, um, biological sister and I were talking the other day um I told her a story once um it must have been like 12 or 13 at the time that an alien came and talked to me 
when we shared a bedroom and I, in my mind, I was like, oh, I just told her that to scare her. And she asked me about it the other day. Um, she's like, do you remember that story? I was like, yeah. She's like, was it real? I was like, I want to tell you I made it up, but I didn't. I just told myself that I made it up because I was scared of it too. And like, I can recall. Yeah, I, it's, I can tell you like how this being looked like. It like didn't float. It like walked up the walls, if that makes sense. Mm. Like I'm trying to imagine. And what did they look like? Very um, long. I want to. I want to say it was. It was humanoid in shape, um, scalier skin, um, very big eyes, and it didn't speak. This is mm. the thing. It, it telepathically spoke to me, um, and I'm still trying to remember exactly what the conversation was because this literally happened like four days ago. That I I was driving back from a shamanic re- ritual and talking on the phone with my sister and she we were talking about this certain experience because she remembers me waking up and telling her and she felt like me just feeling like I'm gonna scare my little sister because that's what a little shit 13 year old does um but yeah so just like random things like that would happen to me all the time all the time and then um it didn't it like it pushed it away until I was about 17 I want to say um when it fully started coming back um we had a family friend that was living with us there's a big backstory on that but won't bore you with the details but um her mother-in-law um was into um there's this you I don't know if you want to call it a cult it's called Fidus de Santo um, it's South American. They, it's very based in that, like casting spells and all of that. And, um, her pre, her, her priest, her high priest was there at her baby shower. And I remember my mom and sister and I walking into this baby shower. She's a family friend and him shaking everybody's hands. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't touch, like wouldn't, he just pretended I didn't exist. And, um, he introduced himself to my mother. He's Brazilian, so he introduced himself to my mother as so-and-so and told her his faith, and my mom immediately knew what he was talking about. And um, later on, come to find out that he was asking the host to kick me out because I was there to take away his light. I was there to to snuff out his candle, I think is how they, how they put how he put it towards Jenny um and then weird things started happening um Jenny ended up having to move in with us after Aiden was born um and dark things started happening to her like she had boils on her skin out of nowhere um they were casting spells on her because she had left Chris and um, trying to just ruin her life. And I remember sitting there one day and she was crying, her hair was falling out and she just had this like baby, this little boy that she needed to take care of. And I was, like I said, I was like 17, 18 at the time. And I just like, sat there and I was like, I am taking this from her. I am taking this. Like I remember speaking to God and being like, I can handle this. She cannot, like I am welcoming this energy into my life. I know it was a good thing as a human to do, but then became, began the like worst few years of my life. Um, 
anything bad that could happen. Um, I got bit by a brown recluse twice um, and had to be hospitalized. I had, um, I would see Santa Muerte in the corners. Um, and yeah, just like really being anything bad that can happen to a child that age. I mean, I really think that you're a kid at that point in time when you're so young, um, going down weird paths. Like I'm not a big drinker and I would drink every night and just, I really didn't understand. I really didn't get it. Um, and it wasn't until I met my now husband that I started getting pulled away from that. And that even when we first, Kyle and I first met, um, I told him, I was like, Hey, I see these things. I need you to know about it because it's, it's, a daily part of my life. I interact with it every single day. And um, so he wasn't really like, now he sits there and he knows exactly what's going on 12 years later, here we are. Um, but I guess we've talked about awakening and coming into this like realization of our power and very much I think that all of us have experienced people telling us that we're something that we don't understand. Like I was always referred to as as a, as a light. It was always like, oh, she's a little light. Like, oh, look at that little light walking. And I never always was just like, what the hell are you people talking about? Like, okay, cool. Like, I don't look like a light. I've got dark hair and hazel eyes. Like, what do you want from me, people? I'm not gonna go like blonde. But I would, um, I guess another thing this actually just happened as Catherine was talking about Hawaii. And I did not remember this. I, we used to, um, for being from South America, uh, we didn't we're not used to christmases being cold it's summer in brazil during christmas um so my parents would fly us out to to Kauai every single um every single christmas um for quite a few years um and that's when i began channeling paths of land um i remember being in the nepali coast and like visually seeing at least this I can tell you has happened to me so many times visually seeing events that took place um there I could just think of them like wisps of like memories kind of coming forth um in front of you so like I remember being in the poly coast and seeing just little girls running up and down the beach and I mean it doesn't necessarily need to be significant but um I got my scuba, diver, scuba diving license in Kauai when I was 14, I think, and remember like telling myself stories of underwater, and these stories were just memories from um, from Mu. Um, again, this literally just you just reminded me the minute you said Kauai, it just like whoosh, came in. I, no, I have the same thing though, where I'll be in places and see see um yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then um and i guess that's happened like any and of course like significant places where i've lived it was it's never like i think i can now that i'm older i can tap into it but most specifically significant places where i've had past lives in um so yes. hawaii in Kauai for not that i was live at Mu, um for hawaii and i mean the most recent one was this past December in Moab, and that's when I remembered my past life as a medicine woman there. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's a little backstory. My whole, um, my connection to 
the Akashic Records and you ladies and this aspect started when I uh, I literally were just talking about this with Shannon and like the universe literally like bitch slapped me into following like I was my intuition was like you need to get out of this you need to get out of this you're not getting out of this why are you getting out of this okay I'm gonna make you get out of this and it literally shook my life upside down inside out um it was 2018 um 2018 started a two-year process of us losing a lot of people in our lives. Uh, my grandmother passed away in uh, summer solstice of 2018. Seven days later, we found out my mother had was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma in her brain. Um, August of 2018 is when the universe, I don't, I really don't have other words to say other than it literally bitch slapped me into going down a different path. Um, I'm a photographer. I photograph weddings, elopements, um, and a lot of branding. Um, and at that point in time, I had another job because sort of, I was just old. I was working 90 hour weeks. So I was exhausting myself. I was about to be my mother's primary caretaker two jobs and it just wasn't going to work. Um, so I went full time in my business at that point in time and um, trying to, so 20, yeah, 2018, I, I started really studying like astrology. Like I was very confused. I'm like, why is this happening? Why did my grandmother pass away? Other than the obvious that she had cancer. Um, but I was wondering, I was like, why is this like, what is the meaning of life? Why am I here? Like a lot of those why questions, I studied literature and I have a religious studies degree in philosophy. So like these things have always interested me, but until that point in time, it wasn't personal. It wasn't really personal until I started losing people. And for 11 months, we watched my mother battle this cancer that just, we know is her brain. So we, we had lost her, the essence of her so far be like before she even passed away last July. Um, and through this entire process, I just kept searching. I kept searching. And I think a lot of people when they're doing their awakening, they always come across like your more popular is like your Abraham Hicks and Edgar Tolles and kind of get ushered into this different way of thinking and questioning our religion not spirituality, but religion a lot at that point in time. Um, and then she got cleared and we were excited. On, it was right around Mother's Day and a month later, it was back and back with a vengeance. And it took four weeks from the time she was re-diagnosed with cancer for her to pass away um, on July 11th of 2019, um, and that must have been on July, on July 11th of 2019, um, we, my brother, sister-in-law and I were with my mom when she passed away, and we were lucky enough to have a Hindu nurse with us, and she asked if she could open the window, and I had just spent the night there, um, all of us, one of us was always there with her just in case something happened. We knew that she had already been in hospice for a while, so we knew it was coming. We just didn't want her to be alone. So we kept the room really clean, no dust in it. I mean, it, it was a hospital room. Like, we, we cleaned it. We were living there, basically. Um, and as she opened the window, this, like, 
shimmering cloud of like, I don't have other words to describe it, just like woofed out the window. And I remember sitting there literally thinking that I was saying things because of the stress and the adrenaline that was pumping through my body. Like the minute, like two minutes before she passed away, like I was, I was laying down with her. We just finished praying a rosary um, to her and I like my heart rate spiked and my brothers did two at the same exact time. We both looked at each other, called my sister-in-law and like, get over here now. It's going to happen any minute. Like we knew it was going to happen. And just to visually see her soul leave this world in such a, like it's such a visual, like there was four people in that room, four souls in that room. And like, we watched, we, we all watched it. My brother was just, my brother, my husband for the first time heard this story coming from my brother and my sister-in-law when they were just here a few weeks ago because they hadn't talked, like they hadn't heard it in person. and. I mean, it happened, and it's something that completely shook me to my core. And later on that year, I was, it was like October 29th. I remember, I'm really good with dates, can you tell? <laughs> um, October 29th of 2019, I was out shoveling some snow. I live in Colorado, so it's really snowy here. Um, several times throughout the year and I was listening to a random podcast and on this podcast there was a guest and she was speaking about the Akashic Records and her experience and I literally I remember stopping and going like just knowing I just knew I was like this is like there was you know when you hear something and it's just true and you can feel it to like that every core of your being and I just knew I was like this is where I'm supposed to be this is what I need to learn. This is where, like, I kid you not, from that day forward, um, we, I mean, I just started searching and then learning about the records and learning how to tap into my records. I never, res like, I never was able to really get in with the quote-unquote pathway prayers or what people call prayer of the new earth. Like, I can't, I never, like, I get in, but it'd be, like, so surface level. It would be like, hello, how are you? Here's a little bit of information. Okay, bye. It was like very, not a deep experience. Like everybody was talking about this like deep spiritual experience. I'm like, I'm not getting it. Like I can get in I, and I'm getting messages, but nothing crazy. And going back to like, after my mom passed away, I kept, I asked for signs of my path and signs of her guidance. And it came in the form of rainbows for me. From that day forward, I saw rainbows everywhere I went. Um, I was photographing a wedding and it, a rainbow would pop up behind my bride. Like so much so that my clients like knew about this and they're like, oh, there's your mama. And I'm like, yeah, there's my mama talking to me. Um, and I'm not kidding. Like even I just photographed a couple that got married last year and they were asking about it. They asked me about, cause they were there. Like they were the first people I photographed after my mom passed away and, um, um, I'm talking about, I'm talking too much. I realize that. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's, it's all like, I've had full body chills so many times listening to you tell that story. And uh, I just want to honor you telling that story in this way and through this platform and just send you so much love and yeah, <laughs> it was so powerful to hear. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey guys, this is Shannon. I'm just popping in with an offer from my website, healingintuitively.com. I just launched my first quantum healing and Akashic Records reading course, all about how to heal yourself quantumly, exactly how I have healed myself from Lyme and chronic illness. It is called Healing Inside Out, and I'm so excited to share it with you. If you purchase the course and send me a screenshot of the purchase confirmation, I am offering free Akashic soul medicine sessions, recordings, with every purchase of the course. So if you send me a screenshot that you purchased the course, either to my email, shannon at healingintuitively.com, or to my Instagram at healingintuitively, I will send you a free soul medicine Akashic session. So can't wait to work with you. Hello loves, this is Mary. I wanted to take this moment to thank you for being here and for listening to this episode. As always, I am here for you should you be interested in diving into the cosmos of your unique human design. One of the things I absolutely love about human design readings is looking at your chart while being in the records and connected with the Council of the Pinnacle. The experience is just so powerful and it truly allows you to see yourself. And I am offering discounted prices for all of you. So if you feel called to book a session with me online, let me know that you came here from the podcast. I can't wait to connect. Yeah, Mariana, that story is just, your story is so powerful. I, um, like Mary said, just thank you for sharing it because same, I had full body chills. Yeah, so, so beautiful. And, yeah. And um, just to tell everybody why we know we're sisters, um, I would love for you guys to tell us, um, you know, which star do you feel connected to? Which chakra? Um, so we can kind of go further into why we're saying sisters, like why we know that we have this connection as sisters. So Catherine, if you want to start, like which, which star uh, slash chakra, how did you know, um, like how did you receive the message, I guess? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so, so I am, the, I hold the energy of the heart um, chakra. And it's interesting because I was actually researching it and I guess people pronounce the name Merope, but for some reason it always comes to me as Maropa, like an only Maropa. And they tell me that that is the only correct way to say it. So <laughs> there we go. So it's, um, Maropa and, um, yeah, the heart chakra and holding the energy of the heart chakra. And it's interesting because, everything that I talk about it always like even my book that I'm writing to one day publish is love over fear like everything I talk about is about living in love and when we talk about living in love it's not just like a romantic love or anything like that and I'm sure that your listeners are already understand that I'm sure they're like very higher dimensional high energy people who get that but it's a very powerful love it's understanding that love is really you know, what makes up this world um, at the end of the day. And so it's, that's what I mostly focus on with my own clients too, is moving from fear into love 
um, embracing their unique soul gifts and purpose and mission. And I feel like it also connects to because of my twin flame connection. I've actually been shown that my twin flame is like a little twin star with me, like a star within the star. Um, and so definitely all of that energy of, of the heart. And it's interesting too, because the heart connects to all the other chakras. So I feel so, so, so deeply, um, you know, what everybody else is going through and feeling and, and, um, yeah, I've always felt connected to all of the chakras, but specifically the heart. And I was actually in Sedona on my way when I was moving to Austin and it was my first time getting an aura reading. And it's a really beautiful story of how I got to do it. But basically my dad is awesome. And he um, got me this, this aura reading. And um, the woman even was like, oh, I'll just break the rules and do it anyways. And so it was beautiful. And um, it came back and it was like my heart was overwhelming compared to every single chakra. She was like, I've never seen a reading like this before. Like she literally said that. She said, I've never seen an aura reading like this before where it's this overwhelming. Oh and goodness. yeah, and I could feel it. Like I could really feel, you know, just my heart expanding because um, of course it was like on the way to to. to get reunited with my twin flame too. So it was, you know, my soul just really, really, really knew. And um, yeah, so it's, it's the heart chakra for, for many, many reasons. Um, but it's interesting because Maropa is usually um, connected to the throat chakra. And the first time that I went into the records, I asked them and they said, you're the heart and you're Maropa, but you also hold the energies of the fourth and the fifth which I thought was really weird. <laughs> and then Mariana and I, and Shannon a little bit too, started to get all these messages about children. And now I think that it might be connected to that future child of mine. In fact, I, I can say that very clearly because they will not stop hitting me over the head with it, that it's connected to my future child, um, that, that throat chakra energy. So in a way, I kind of hold both, but, but mostly the heart. Wow. And something I, I immediately thought of when you were telling that story about the aura reading is just how much we've received that rainbow souls in general, they have like a heart chakra that is like mm -hmm. three times, Exploding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three times the size. Um, yes. That's so central to our mission and to our work mm -hmm. and our message is the heart. So it, it's yeah. so beautiful to have found you and <laughs> have this and I'm, anchoring. I'm so honored. And, you know, I've had to have a lot of talks with um, the Council of the Pinnacle and, and even my own personal guides too about holding that energy and how I can hold that energy because it is so expansive. And, you know, I remember you telling me the first time you're like, everyone connects with the heart. And it, it kind of made sense because that's kind of how my energy is, you know, and and I, I, I like holding that space, but I need to, um, I always just have talks with my guides about how I can best do that, not only for myself, but also for, for everyone else. Absolutely. Love that. Love it. And I just wanted to add something into, because the, what you said about the throat chakra is super interesting, or, you know, the star connected to the throat. Um, and like Mary and I will have to talk about this in like a episode further because we don't have time to go into it right now. But just as a little like 
fun fact, we've all um, come to understand that the throat is like very expansive. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people really connect to it very strongly. Um, and so like Catherine has channeled super clearly that her, like her future daughter is going to be very, very strongly connected to the throat. Um, and that there are going to be lots of other like people that come in very connected to the throat. So that's just yeah. kind of an interesting tidbit that we've discovered. And I think that's kind of cool to share. <laughs> yeah. I always channel that the throat is not born yet. Like I always channel that the crown is the youngest who is currently here, but mm-hmm. the throat is not born yet. However, there are a lot of ambassadors for the throat that are born currently who are kind of preparing the world for that energy. And it's really interesting because a lot of higher dimensional guides right now are talking about this purging of the throat chakra Mm -hmm. and how that's sort of like what's going on with this, you know, transcending into the, the earth transcending into the fifth dimension. And um, that would, you know, make perfect sense because fifth dimension and throat chakra and all of it. So, and it's speaking truth, right? And then of course the throat and the heart are so connected because, you know, you have the the courage and the the honesty and the love to speak the truth and speak from your heart, right? Speak from your heart. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's very fascinating to me. And I've received that a lot, a lot, a lot that, you know, there's a lot of ambassadors for the throat chakra right now, um, even in, in very prominent leaders, but that, um, the true, uh, people like it's it's interesting too because they tell me it's multiple people that hold the throat chakra energy um just aren't aren't born yet and won't be born for a while also or won't be completed for a while at least yeah which makes sense i mean that like it makes sense so much because mary and i have like talked i think we talked in one of our first episodes about the different stars and um you know we said there are people connected to all of them very strongly already on earth but the throat has always been the one that like of course there are people like you're saying like ambassadors but it's been the one that's like the hardest to pin down and so it's just like it just Mm -hmm. all resonates yeah (laughs) it's it's very very interesting (laughs) yeah and And it, it like shows how all everything is you know there's no one like every time we receive some message you know it's always built upon like it's it's it can't, we can't, you can't make anything as like, this is the truth because there's always more that we're learning, um, which is such a lesson in humility too. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just, be real. just be open to it too, mm-hmm. you know, and be mm-hmm. open to the growth that comes with this. And, and two, I wanted to mention that every time that I hear about the throat chakra, like my womb space lights up, like it's the funniest thing to me, which is all connected to that future child that they won't stop telling me about. But it's like hilarious to me that ever since we started talking about this, and even when I first went into the records and asked when I think of throat chakra energy, I don't actually feel it in my throat. I feel it like in my sacral chakra. So super Which is funny. A so good leeway. Because, <laughs> it's such a great leeway um, because <laughs> um, Mariana connects really yes. strongly to the sacral um, but also the throat and the sacral are said to be like the yeah. two of the two super connected chakras. That's so interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Mariana, if you want to, if you want to tell us about you. <laughs> well, mine, um, 
So I guess when I first connected with Shannon um, before getting to meet um, Catherine and Mary, um, and she really pulled me out of this like little hole I was in. I was in a little just bubble of negativity and just this beautiful message from this beautiful girl from that's living in France just pulled me right out of my little funk, didn't it? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I am connected um, as with uh, Catherine getting different names. Um, the most common name for the star I'm connected to is Taigeta. I always get the name Taigeti with an E at the end. So Taigeti. Um, she, I hold the energy of the sacral chakra. Um, so a lot of about creativity, motherhood, um, sexuality, pleasure, that type of um, connection. And I think it manifests, manifests itself very much into my everyday life. I am um, the second oldest of the seven or the, those who are incarnated, which is kind of funny. The other day I was like, if you go up, other than switching Catherine and yeah, yeah, Catherine and Shannon up, like it's just like the root of the oldest. And then me Me and the crown youngest. Yeah. And then Catherine would be the next oldest, but like, again, I say biologically because Right. I, I feel like all of our souls are the same exact age. I mean, yes, we, <laughs> Definitely. We, came here, we came here together. Let's just, right. let's just be honest about it. Um, <laughs> but again, I've been also been getting like, I'm a photographer. I help like my, one of my biggest gifts is being able to capture people through creativity and empower them. Like every single person I photograph. Like even last night I was at a session and they're like, you just make us feel so empowered to be, ooh, somebody just (laughs) had an ambulance. Um, But yeah, that's how I've connected. Um, I've also channeled that I am, out of the seven of us, I am the tether that helps hold us to this plane. and I can, I'm like the big sister of the group, I guess. Yes, by age. But like, it also like lately has been, like I've been, I've always wondered, like I'm always asking um, my guides in the um, Council of the Pinnacle, like what, what am I here to do? Like, how can I help? Because that's where I need, like that's what I'm here to do, right? And it's very much holding the space for, against other people to feel empowered creatively. Um, I, like Catherine, have been given the message that, as I was speaking to before, that I will have a child. Again, I'm not sure if it'll be a daughter or a son, but they, this child will have a very important purpose here on earth. Um, this spirit baby, I can like feel it floating around over here. Um, I will probably be, maybe be having a child before all of the rest of the girls. Cause I am a few years older than them. Um, but we'll, I guess we'll kind of see, I don't want to make predictions for any of that, but, um, I've always, always, always felt that my child will 
need very conscious awakened parents in order to be able to parent them properly and my husband is very like rooted to the ground very he's a very capricorn he's he's a double capricorn with the, the libra moon um and here i am with my little piscean moon that feels everything and my gemini sun and i am also like we both are capricorn risings which i think is going to manifest beautifully as parents when we do become parents that's going to really it'll be very exciting to see but um yeah i guess that's how i'm connected to all of this beautifulness that's us i love it and i just want to say also like what you're saying about being like the big sister i mean seriously my whole life i've been like where's my big sister and i literally feel like i finally found her in you oh my god same i actually told her that the other day you did it made me so happy i was like you are the big sister i've always wanted and known that i have exactly but i i love that because we're talking about and we've we've spoken to this before how even earlier we were talking about how within your photography um, you're facilitating people's empowerment. And that, of course, is so related to Shannon. So, you know, two and three, you know, I keep like mentioning this, but, you know, <laughs> I think there's a reason, you know, Shannon found you first. I found Catherine, you know, six and four. And like, it just... Um, oh, you found the fifth too, babe. I know, and the seventh. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just accepted that as like fact like that is a canon of our lives yes. like I've already yes. just like this future little Jude baby will oh my god Jude Elizabeth. Elizabeth yes Jude Elizabeth was just gonna be like I can't wait till our little rainbow children dance around and play together oh me neither <laughs> they're oh, so beautiful they're all rainbow cousins rainbow seriously one of the biggest things that came across to me when Shannon and I were first talking is um, is the ego and being very, very careful that our egoic pain bodies don't overtake. Like I've always been very caught, like, you know, like when you know you're here to do something bigger, but you're conditioned to like, don't be full of yourself. And I really, uh-huh. like, that's part of my yes. tethering. Like, it's one of the first things I said to Shannon. I was just like, I can't let now this ego thing, like, it can't get out of control because it did get out of control in my past lives and I've seen it and it's not pretty. Um, and I think that's a really big thing about us saying that we hold the energy of instead of we are the stars. We hold yeah. the energy of it. There's so many different people connected and only because we hold this yeah. energy. I love how Shannon describes it. Um, we're majority stakeholders. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that yeah. explanation. Like we, we hold a chunk of it, but that doesn't mean that other people can't be connected to it. I think we're all like the seven of us are our own little star family, but we are also like here to help guide every star family attached mm-hmm. to this to this energy and we talk about this chakra stuff and it's very much to do with like that like i hold a sacral energy that is the energy of taigeti that is like so it's not that somebody else can't it's just that's why 
our, cho- our souls, and this is one big thing too that I feel like we need to say is that our souls chose this path and it's yes. not an easy path. If you hear about our past lives, this is not something that should be envied or seem like, idealized. oh, these girls are yeah idealized in any yeah. way. Like we're here to serve. That's the biggest thing is we are here yeah. to serve. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it was this it was the same for me too. It was one of the very first things I said to Mary was that that was the very first message that I got. And in fact, the Council of the Pinnacle was like, we just want you calling us guides for a little bit longer. Like we don't want you calling us the pinnacle yet. We don't want you calling us the council yet. Just call us your guides. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something that people can connect to. That's something they can understand. That's something that's universalized. And it's just been within the last week, actually with us doing the soul session together that they were like, okay, now you can talk about it, but you need to explain that the pinnacle is a place the council is the council, you know, all of that. But the very first message that I got after hearing, well, the very first thing they said to me when I went into the records and asked, as they were like, welcome, Catherine, we've been waiting for you. Same. <laughs> yes. Yes. Same. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally. Welcome, welcome home. home. Yes. yes. Welcome home. Welcome yes. Back. And it was, I don't know how it was for you guys too, but it was so formal for me. It was like, Welcome, Catherine. We've been waiting for you. I was like, it's like those, okay. it's like those voices. It's those voices you hear, like, "Hello, welcome," and then you like see the doors open. Yes, yes. yes. ceremonial. It's like, like yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It was very like, okay, okay, Seriously. yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, right. And yeah, that that was the very first message I got, and they said especially for me. They were like, because even in human design, like the heart is called the ego you know, or or called the will. And it very much is. And so understanding that, you know, and and we talk about this all the time too, how you're not supposed to like villainize your human ego. Like you, you, you need that to survive, right. As a human, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's finding the balance and it's finding, um, you know, how you can operate from your higher self and from that higher purpose versus what you, egoistically want. And um, something I've heard my whole life, my entire life, since I was a little, little, little girl, was that I would be famous. Like random people would tell me that all the freaking time. Random cab drivers or Uber drivers would always say like, you're going to be famous. And, um, and people would talk about it all the time. Like even, and especially because I was an actor too, I think it was easier to, to point out, but I would get it all the time where people would be like, you just have that it factor. You have that, that quality, you have that je ne sais quoi, you know, that sparkle. I had a, a friend in college who called it the Catherine sparkle. And, and I thought, well, I mean, for the longest time I was like, well, everyone has this and it's true. Everyone, everyone does have that. But at the same time, understanding now more fully after connecting with you all and understanding that the past lives I've been seeing for years and years and years connect with what you've been seeing and understanding. And it is very much about, you know, we, the ego part 
I don't, you know, what is interesting about it is I don't actually think we're going to struggle with that so much in this life because I think we've really learned that lesson. And I think also everything is just so aligned in divine timing for people. This is the difference is people are willing to listen to us this time around versus in the past. I think there was a lot of resistance and that's kind of where the ego comes into play because then you get resentful. Because then you're like, what mm-hmm. the hell? I'm trying to lead you. Like, why won't you listen to me? You know, We're just here to help you. We're just here to help you. Like, <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, but, but honestly, I mean, it, it was the very first message I got was, was, you know, don't, don't think about it in this egoistic way. Like, understand that this is a great responsibility. Understand that this is something that comes with great humility. Like, that's the interesting thing is it's actually more humbling than yes. it is healing yes. the ego. Seriously. You know what I mean? So much. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It is, I just, it's very like that exterior kind of like what other people immediately, I think people are trying to get famous and be, mm. I don't know, something on, like an Instagram influencer. And I think none of us yeah. have that drive per se. And I think it's just us being aware of how the rest of the world will perceive the messages. Like if you, I mean, imagine if you were just like some random person and hearing us talk for the first time. Right. (laughs) That's kind of, and just something that we just keep in mind at all points in time. That's the other thing too. And I know we've talked about this Mariana, but it's like, the proof, right? Like we're very much into, like, I know for myself, like I'm very much into like, well, what is science studying? And like, what is coming through from historians and archeologists? And like, how can we actually prove this versus it just being the knowing? Because a lot of people need that proof. Like, you know, and and even for myself in all my knowing, like I I need proof too, you know? So I think it's, that's a big part of it also is people, not just trusting in it, but trusting their own intuition. And then also all of these outside factors being able to sort of support it, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100%. Super true. Yeah. And it's that really, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool because like right at the time that we all connected, Mary and I were having a lot of conversations together about, Ego. you know, how do we, yeah, <laughs> yeah like how literally. do we do this podcast? Yeah. How do we yeah. like talk about this and like make it so that no one is like, well, not that no one, but like, we don't want it to be perceived as coming from our ego. Cause we're not, that's not where we're coming from, but we were like, how do we do this and, and do this in the right way so that it's hopefully perceived as like coming essentially from the heart really, or the mm-hmm. soul. Um, and have people have the message feel inclusive and expansive and not, yeah limiting and saying that these few select people are the chosen ones and they are the special ones and no one else is it's because that is the antithesis of the rainbow realm and of this message right right? yeah exactly Exactly. and it's it's so interesting too because that's even in like the rainbow warriors prophecies Mm -hmm. it truly says that it's the people who like aren't well known yet and it's the people who don't their actions speak yes. for them mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah shannon and i just recorded a mini bonus on the rainbow warrior prophecy everyone so when this is released it probably is available so you can go peek <laughs> peek that if you're curious yes. um yeah because i think it's so so important to be sharing with people um 
that that really is the core of, of this um, mission. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's so age of Aquarius too, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about like, and again, that's why in this life, I don't think it's a problem for us because I think we, we understand that so fully. I think if anything, and, and let me know your thoughts on this ladies. I think if anything, it's been a block. <laughs> like oh if God, anything, yes. it's been like our, you know, quote unquote humility or like our like desire to stay out of ego is almost a block. And I know for myself, like hearing my whole life that I would be big and knowing that. Mm. And because I mean, my guides would literally tell me, they're like, you're going to be like Oprah someday. Like people are going to know who you are. And I remember telling my mom that because she was like, why haven't you moved to LA yet? Like, why haven't you done this and that yet? And I'm like, because I'm kind of just enjoying my life right now. I know that the rest of my life is going to be in service to humanity. And it's kind of nice to just be a little bit like a human for a while, you know, like, and not fully, fully doing that yet. Yeah. And I, mm. and I even right before we all met, um, that was actually work that I did with Jennifer, um, who I mentioned earlier is I, you know, she went into the records for me and she was like, you're meant to be really big in this life. And yeah. your guides are saying like, you haven't quite tapped into that yet, but it's coming very soon. And like, mm. that's okay. Just allow it to happen. Keep going down the path that you're going down. Don't force it, you know? And so I think it's really about like for all of us actually overcoming the fear of being seen and Mm -hmm. overcoming the block of you know what I mean like overcoming the block of I'm okay with being known I'm okay with people knowing who I am or following me or whatever you know exactly honestly it's so funny because I was thinking about this so of course like you brought it up (laughs) but um the first time I went in the records they actually were telling me like my hmm, how do I want to say this they showed me my lives as as a high priest in Egypt and as an initiate of Isis and they were showing me sort of you're more than what you think you are um Mm -hmm. I had to have the opposite expansion I they were First, they had to be like, girl, <laughs> it's okay. You know, like you, you come from divinity, accept it, embrace it, understand it. And then you can move forward. It, it, for me, I had to um, almost not, I just had to step into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. still feel like I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When my clients yeah. are, when I take my clients to the Akashic records and, and past life regression lightly that's always the message they give me always they were like and I even got that in my own past life regression recently like you are so much more powerful than you realize and it floors me every time that they give me almost the exact same message from the records saying you need to understand that you are super powerful like (laughs) just over and over and over again yes same and it's so it's actually crazy because when I very first started like allowing my guides to consciously connect with me, which was like a little over a year ago when I was like consciously saying like, come in, I kept on hearing the word powerful. And that became like, they were like, use this as your mantra. And I was like, okay. And so like that word has been like constant. It's just like constant, like powerful, powerful, powerful. Every time, every time I do anything, that's what comes up. And it's, you know, just what you guys were saying. It's like the message, like, you're so much more powerful than you think. And I'm like, okay, but you've already also already told me so much. Like I haven't, <laughs> I know I'm still stepping into it, but like, I see a lot. So I'm like, 
if there's still more, like, what is it? It's just kind of, oh, yeah. Crazy. Dude, they've, they've shown <laughs> yes. me it's, it's not even going to be for like another 10 years. Yeah. And, yeah. We, we fully this, do what we're here to do. Like, and we can't even understand. These are baby And we steps. can't even we understand can't even it conceive. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Can't visions either. that they show us, I'm like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> cool. <Really? laughs> is that this life? Or <laughs> I feel like that's like a message is I'm like, uh, this is the best life. Uh, this is the future. This is when was this? <laughs> it's definitely us. It's definitely us as we are now, just 10 years from now. <laughs> Wild. So um, this is obviously the first of many conversations. Like we have so much to say. Someday we're going to do a episode about like our past life memories together because they're truly insane. <laughs> um, but this is the first of many. Catherine and Mariana, thank you so much for coming on. We just so appreciate you coming on to share your stories. And I really hope that for all of you listening it resonates with you even like even more hopefully to hear more of how everything is connected and yeah mary do you have anything you want to add before we say goodbye (laughs) um i just am gonna echo first of many i think mariana and i are gonna sit down pretty soon and talk all things art and photography and all of those beautiful things um and we just can't wait to continue sharing all of this with you all. Yeah. And I want to yeah. say too, it's so beautiful because since we connected, people have been seeing rainbows all over the earth. Yes. Like, double they rainbows. And double triple ra- rainbows. Triple rainbows. All over the earth. Lit- like literally since we all connected, not even joking. It's, it's so true. Fun. It's like every time I open a social media app now, it's like, more people are seeing rainbows and I'm like I've never seen rainbows like this anywhere before it's wild just leading us together thank you so much for your time and the space and for your listeners listening to us babble on about ourselves (laughs) yeah and I I too want to say you guys thank you so much I mean I know I say this all the time but thank you for your courage in talking about this, creating this podcast, reaching out to us. Yes. Because like that is no easy feat <laughs> and it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't, hadn't have done that and gone on your own journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for that. I'll just say You're to them, so welcome. I'm so, so grateful to you, to yeah. all three of you. Yes. My sisters. Yes. My sisters. So just want to say, um, we're going to put um, in the show notes links to um, Catherine and Mariana so you guys can connect with them. Catherine also has a podcast. Um, we'll put their websites, their Instagrams, all that good stuff so you can follow them and learn more about them and hear more about them. So, all right. Yay. Have a we'll good day, everybody. Yes, yeah, love you, ladies. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.